one of the advantages in floor heating is because it warms the floor, it dries your whole floor. So your bathroom looks better for longer. You don't have to clean your bathroom as often because it's not uh, mouldy. There's no none of that residue left over from water in the room. So you're getting a nice warm bathroom, but you're also getting a cleaner, healthier bathroom. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. So it's Bernadette back with another episode of She Renovates. And today I have a guest in Luke Chant from Hotwire Heating. Now, we are going to be talking about underfloor heating. Now, we're on the wrong side of summer, so those cooler months are going to be coming fairly soon. And I have to say, I've always shied away from underfloor heating because I had this idea that it is quite expensive or not economical to run. And I've discovered that may not necessarily be the case. So I thought I would ask Luke to come along to share the ins and outs of underfloor heating and I guess give us some insider tips on it because I think particularly in bathrooms in your reno, it's a nice little touch, a little touch of luxury, particularly in areas like Tasmania, Melbourne, Adelaide, where it does get quite cold in winter. But I'm told that even Sydney and Queensland like to have it quite warm underfoot in the colder months. So let's get into it. And welcome, Luke. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So before we get started, can I just ask you to really describe exactly what underfloor heating, we're talking about electrical underfloor heating, Mm -hmm. exactly what that is. Sure. So in its simplest form, it is uh, our business is called hot wire. And in its simplest form, it's a hot wire that is put under the floor. You can do that in a variety of different ways, but uh, really all we're doing is running a a heated heated piece of uh, wire under your floor and it heats the house from the ground up. The the easiest picture that everyone would have in their their head that they would know is that is the back window of your car when you turn your demister on and you've got that little heating element that runs through the glass and defrosts it all. That's really what we're doing with your floor, uh, and then we're generating heat to to heat the whole home. Awesome. And so, can it go under any flooring material like timber, wood, um, tiles, or carpet? Sure. So tiles are the best because they just conduct the heat better than most things do. So if you think about it, the three different floor surfaces being carpet, wood and, and tiles, if you, you know, had a tile in your hand, it's obviously going to conduct the heat better than the other two. But it certainly does work under those other surfaces. And we've done plenty of installations that go under a carpet and, and floating floor as well. There's a, some in, there's a little bit of different way to go about installing the product, but it certainly does work under both those surfaces. You would need to just check with the manufacturer. Some of the cheaper products may not be suitable over underfloor heating, so you would need to check with your manufacturer's specifications. But from our point of view, it's, uh, it's fine. Okay. And so there are no safety issues with laying timber flooring over it? No, certainly not from a, if you're sort of heading in the will it catch fire direction, uh, there's certainly no, no issues there. Some of the cheaper products, there may be an issue with them, with them warping, which is why I said you need to check with your manufacturer. Things that have got a much lower moisture content. So if you're looking at a bamboo floor or the new hybrid flooring that is starting to, uh, to make a splash in the market, those sorts of products are fine. Okay. 
Okay, great. And now I did a bit of research on this because when I researched under floor heating, I found that there was a lot talking about the water one, the one hydronic, yep, pipes, pipes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I came up with is a query about it working with heat. A heat would that be more relating to that other type of under floor heating? Yeah. So a heat pump is actually it's. Depends on where you are in Australia. In Tasmania, a heat pump is a reverse cycle air conditioner, is what they refer to as a heat pump down there. They don't need the air conditioning part of it very often in Tassie, so it's just called a heat pump. And depending on where you are in Australia, it has different connotations. But hydronic heating is where pipes are run, water pipes are run under the floor. So it's a different concept to electric floor heating. It does a um, does quite a good job as well, and if you're doing a, a really large area, hydronic is an okay solution. But it's, there's a lot of setup cost just to get the job underway. So electric floor heating you can do in a, you know old tiny little granite one square meter on suite in a granny flat if you wanted to, whereas you could never do that with hydronic heating. Yeah, and I like you've just prompted my memory. I'm pretty sure we've had a heat pump hot water service. So yes, that confirms. <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that red herring. No, no. Is is electric underfloor heating sufficient to heat a room, or don't do you need to have another form of heating as well? Yeah, great question, and it's uh, I guess a common misconception about the product. So I've had it in my own home as the only heating we've had in living areas on a couple of occasions. And it is certainly, you know, as long as your house is well insulated and well put together, then floor heating will heat the room quite nicely. We used to have it when my kids were little and they'd lie on the floor and do their homework on, you know, on tiled floor, which you'd, you'd just never get them doing, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, yet heated under there because tiles are cold in winter, obviously. So yeah, it'll certainly heat the room. And if you're having it in a wet area, you don't need things like a, a heat lamp unit installed anymore. You, you do the floor heating instead of that. And it's much nicer heat. No one really likes those heat lamp units. It's just people don't realize there's a decent alternative. But particularly when you're at the taller side of things, I'm 194 centimeters or six foot four. Those heat lamp units are really close to the top of my head. So they're quite uncomfortable. But even if you're not quite as tall as me, no one really likes the, the heat lamp units. Now they're, they're really bright to start with. So, you know, that's not great first thing in the morning. And they just don't generate a really nice heat. Whereas floor heating right across the floor will heat the whole bathroom really nicely. And it's a very nice form of heat. Yeah, actually, it's really funny because I have seriously never considered underfloor heating. And we're about to do three, four bathrooms okay. in our house. And my husband really hates the cold tile floor, even in Sydney. Yep. So I think probably it is something that I should be considering. I'm, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sensing I might get a phone call in a couple of weeks from you about, uh, about <laughs> helping you out with some floor heating. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we're, we're still in the DA process, but, uh, you know, it will happen. Sure. It's just weird. Okay, so the other thing that I thought about was it quite expensive. So, and you've told me that's not the case. Yeah. So, do you want to just elaborate on that? Yeah, so one of the things I like to do when I'm doing training with uh, a new customer, doing some sales training or even a presentation on floor heating is I'll ask the question, what do you think it would cost to put floor heating in an average bathroom? And most people, the, the average answer I get is is two and a half to, to three thousand dollars. I I actually did this at a um at a, a conference of business owners a few weeks ago, and I, 
I was up in front of them doing a sort of a little exercise and I asked everyone in the room and there were probably 200 business owners in the room and some people came back at 10,000 and some people came back at $5,000 and it's a real misconception uh, in the market that floor heating is that expensive. It's realistically in, in most bathrooms, it's fully installed for under a thousand. Yeah, that's really um, Which is just so much cheaper than, than most people think. So uh, a lot of people don't even ask for floor heating when they're renovating or building because they have a perception that it's going to cost them thousands of dollars. They never even ask the question. But yeah, it's fully installed for under a thousand dollars in an average bathroom. And even if you have a particularly big bathroom, that might get to twelve hundred dollars. It's not going to suddenly go to two thousand. It, it might be a fraction more, but not not a lot. Yeah. And what about the costs of running it? Sure. The installation's one bit, but yeah. So if we go back to the heat lamp unit equation for a moment, so the average heat lamp unit. Uh, and I'm going to use some electrical terms that I'll, I'll try and keep it simple. If the average heat lamp unit runs at about 1500 watts or 1 1.5 um, kilowatts for a different term. So about 1500 watts, the average floor heating system fully installed in an average bathroom, our, our biggest selling system is 600 watts. So it, you don't need to know a lot about electricity to know that 600 is a lot better than 1500 if you're paying for what you yeah. use. So 600 watts is, is, has been our biggest selling system for a long time and that does most bathrooms. So it's a lot cheaper to run than a heat lamp unit, which is what most people buy without thinking about it. And they just throw yeah. yep, a couple of hours a day running a heat lamp unit and don't even consider the costs. So. That's the electrical side of it. In actual real dollar terms, what we quote is around two cents every square meter every hour. So two cents per one square meter every hour. And what that equates to in an average bathroom has about four to five square meters of actual exposed floor area. So by the time you take out the bath and the shower and the vanity and areas that we, you probably wouldn't heat under, you're left with about four square meters. So if we work on that two cents per square meter per hour, then it's about eight cents an hour to run your floor heating in most bathrooms. So if you only run it for a couple of hours a day or even three hours a day, you spent 24 cents. Yeah, uh, so, that's amazing. So really yeah. cheap. And even if you go into a living area, the, the average living room system we sell is about 40 to 43 square metres. And so that system, again, 80 cents an hour. So even if you run that for a, a few hours in a, in a night time, you spent sixty. You know, yeah. so a, a third of what you spent on your morning coffee to run your floor heating that night. So much more cost effective than most people think. And is there sort of guidelines on how to use it? Like, you know, sometimes with electrical things, they say you're better not to turn them off and just leave them on because it takes more to heat them up. What's the go with under floor heating? Yeah, so there's a couple of different types of floor heating. So it depends exactly which you buy. So under tile heating, which is what most people use, takes about 30 to 60 minutes to heat up. And there's another option in, in some states of Australia where um, the bathroom floors are built with a, a sand and cement screed. We, we don't do that in Victoria, but in New South Wales and South Australia, they, they do. You'd most often use in screed heating and that goes a bit deeper in the floor, but it still only takes a couple of hours to, to heat up. So we're talking 30, 30 to 60 minutes for most and, and maybe one to two hours. So the next logical jump from that is, well, how do we turn it on and off? because you don't want to wait two hours for your floor to be warm in the morning. Um, so every every hot wire system comes with a fully programmable thermostat. So you program that around your lifestyle. So you would switch that to come on if you're in your bathroom at six in the morning, then your bathroom switches on at five automatically. And by the time you get in there, it's already uh, nice and toasty warm. Mm, that sounds really good. 
So just let's go to the installation since we've sort of touched on that. Sure. So so when you say it costs about $1,000 for an average bathroom to install mm -hmm. it, who actually does that? Yeah, so it, legally it does need to be installed by an electrician. There has been a few changes in the legislation over the last few years and some states are a bit clearer about the requirements than others, but it does need to be installed by an electrician. What happens in a lot of cases is a tiler might install it or even a plumber and then the electrician signs off on it. I mean, in that case, it's really as if the, it's really as if the, the tiler is working as an apprentice for the electrician and they sign off. And if the electrician signs off that the job's done and they're happy to put their name on it, that's okay. But the electrician could turn around and say, if, the, if he didn't actually see the work done, uh, the electrician could turn around and say, hey, that's, I'm not prepared to do that. So, we have a network of installers across Australia that um, are all electricians and it, it should be done by an electrician. Okay. Yeah. So, but when you're talking about in-screed wiring, mm -hmm. that's something that the tiler would have to do, isn't it? Because the tiler does a full screed. Yeah, no, we would just do it before the tiler arrives on the job. So it's just a, a bit of job management. So e even though there's no, you're not doing any electrical connections when you install floor heating because it's an electrical wire, it does, it does legally still need to be performed by, um, by an electrician. Yeah. Yeah. And so the waterproofing, where does that sit? It is underneath the. Heating or? Yeah, so two different products, two different questions. So uh, whether we're doing under tiler and screed heating. So it, it doesn't actually matter for the floor heating. Uh, different people will put the waterproofing in sometimes under a screed, sometimes on top of the screed. If there's no screed involved, like in Victoria, then it would just be the floor, the waterproofing, and then the underfloor heating. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, it just depends exactly how you're building your bathroom. And so I know that when we are doing a bathroom, we will often ask the tiler what's the finished floor height before we actually have the floor in so that we can inform the plumber so we can set the toilet and thing yep. plumbing up correctly. Mm -hmm. What difference to that height does wiring make? Any? If, yeah, well, if we're talking about under tile heating, and I'll answer the question for both products, I'm sure you've got listeners all around Australia. So if we're talking about under tile heating, then it's four millimetres thick uh, and goes on top of the floor. Now, that can actually be absorbed into the tile glue because your tile glue is always going to be thicker than four millimetres. So it doesn't necessarily add anything to the floor height because it just gets okay. absorbed into the glue. Your, your tiler may prefer to put a skim coat of self-leveling compound or a skim coat of glue over the element to make a flat surface. So if they do that, we're going to add four mil to the floor height. Uh, well, if we talk about in-screed heating, then the in-screed heating cable is about eight millimetres thick, uh, and that's definitely embedded in the screed, so it doesn't add to your floor height at all. So, yeah. Beautiful. It, it doesn't necessarily add to your floor height. just depends on how you build it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me see where I'm at with my little list of questions. <laughs> what goes wrong with underfloor heating? Yeah, I was waiting for that one. So, uh, so um, certainly uh, a big question is what happens when something goes wrong. It's an electric cable buried under your floor. Um, there are you know obvious questions around that, uh, and the answers are, are really simple. So, firstly, from a safety point of view. There's no issues around uh, around any, any issues with water. You can even put it, if you've got a walk-in shower and it's a tiled shower base, you can put it in the shower 
there there are no issues around safety or, or concerns with with that side of things so you're perfectly fine there one of the things we do with the hot wire cable when it's installed is there's a little alarm that's connected to the end so the elements installed on the floor the what we call the element tails are pulled up through the wall and then we, we install a little alarm on the end and the alarm if the cable gets damaged by the tiler or a, a chippy drops a hammer or, or something in the room this alarm starts screaming at them and lets them know that the element's been damaged and it can be repaired straight away so that's a really great safeguard so that there's a people are comfortable that the job's finished and there's no damage to the heating element when the job is done and then when the tiles are finished and the bathroom's ready you simply uh, disconnect the alarm and install the thermostat on the wall uh, now that's great um, but what if someone didn't connect the alarm properly or there was some sort of other issue and look we do have warranty claims on the on the cable so obviously we don't have many or we wouldn't be in business because it's not particularly cheap to fix a fault under the floor so look, there are issues occasionally where somebody might um, have damaged it and not had the alarm connected properly and so then the floor's finished and, and there's an issue and what we do there is we get a bit james bond about it Bernadette. we get a bit james bond about it and we uh, we actually have a thermal imaging camera where we can put power down the cable and where it's damaged it actually glows so you can see the you can see the heating element perfectly clearly under the tile with a red line and then where it's damaged it actually generates a hot spot and we can we can find the fault generally generally fix it by only removing one tile it might be that, for example, that the damage is under the join between two tiles or perhaps even three if you're exceptionally unlucky. But generally that doesn't that doesn't happen. And we can find the fault with a the thermal camera, see exactly where it is, remove one tile, fix the heating out, fix the heating element, and replace the tile. So yeah, it's it's nowhere near as complicated as you as you might think. Awesome. Yeah. And so that alarm system, is that uh, something specifically in your system or is it something that's generally no most developed? of my competitors do offer the same thing um hotwire was the was the first company if i can spruik my my wares for a moment i'm um, hotwire was the first company in australia to offer it as a standard uh feature in their underfloor heating systems but most of my competitors do now offer an alarm as well so but it would always be a good idea whatever you're getting to check that it's got that because i would imagine yeah absolutely um important part i have yeah, actually so seen certainly sorry yes yeah, so if, if you're if the floor heating system you're looking at doesn't include an alarm then you've got no guarantee that it hasn't damaged when you know when you when you finish the job so yeah certainly wouldn't be using one if it, if it didn't have an alarm yeah yeah i did read something about about floor tiles cracking is is that something that happens with with underfoot like in terms of the heating causing them to crack sure so uh the heating element itself gets to around about 40 degrees. You can hold it in your hand if it was connected and it just feels like a dull warmth. Um, and tiles are made in a kiln, you know, at a zillion degrees. Uh, so there's, there's just simply no way that the heating yeah. element has enough power to, to crack the cable. And some of our biggest customers are tile stores. Indeed, Australia's largest tile chain, Beaumont Tiles, has been our customer for coming up to 18 years now. We've been, we've been selling to, uh, to, to Beaumonts and we have never had a warranty claim uh, come back on a on a tile crack through a product we sold there so question that is asked uh, often but yeah we've uh, just simply never had an issue like that and, and indeed it's not even possible the element just does not get hot enough to do that to a tile. That's good to know so are there any questions that I haven't asked you that I should have? 
Well, there's a question around how to control it in a bit more detail. So one thing people like to do nowadays is also look at a, a Wi-Fi or a smart wiring system to control their underfloor heating. And again, Hotwire was the, was the first underfloor heating provider to offer a thermostat that you could connect through to the Google Home system. So we have a Wi-Fi thermostat where you can connect it to a, an app on your phone, uh, to the Google Home app, and you'd be on your way home from work and you've forgotten to turn your floor heating on and it's a colder day than you thought. So you just yell at your phone and say, you know, hey, Google, turn on my floor heating. And apologies for everybody whose phone just recognized that I said, hey, Google, and started doing something. If you can just say, hey, Google, turn on my floor heating, and your floor heating will be you know, switched on by the time, uh, well, immediately and warm by the time you get home. So that's a that's an optional upgrade. Um, to, to our system, it's makes it an additional, uh, $160 at, at retail level. So not, not a massive cost, but one that is nice if you're, a, if you're more technologically inclined and looking at a smart home system, then that's really good. And you can also links in with the uh, Amazon Alexa system as well as the, as well as the Google home. So that's, it's, it's heaps of fun, actually. It's so great, isn't it? Like it, I, I remember the days and it wasn't that long ago that if you wanted anything high tech in your home, you had to spend a fortune on a, fancy system whereas now yeah. so much can be controlled via so yeah. yeah it's fantastic yeah, and the, the, the google ecosystem is really good for for that sort of thing it's it's just yeah it's an app that most people have on their phone anyway and it's you can just link it in it's yeah, it's really handy and look it's a great fun great fun thing to show your friends when you're sitting in your sitting on your couch and you yell at your phone to or you yell at your google home system to turn on your floor heating and then hear it click on on the other side of the room it's a it's nice and good fun Awesome. And there's just one question that I didn't include on you about. So what's the wildest thing that you've had happen with with floor heating, under floor heating? What's the, the wildest scenario? Might have been the most lavish home or... The no, the, the most, the weirdest quest I've had for floor heating was we, we supplied floor heating to a company in... Outback Victoria, and the name of the town escapes me at the moment, but we we put it in their piggery for all the pregnant sows to keep them warm really? as, they were, as they were as they were nearing the nearing the end of their of their pregnancy. So we um there's a couple of piggeries out there that have um all the pregnant sows get to lie on a nice warm floor thanks to thanks to hot wire. So wow, <laughs> um, and do they tile them as well, or is it just? In I think they. I think on that job from memory, it was a few years ago now, but I think we put it in a, a thin layer of concrete for them, so they, so the, uh, yeah, the uh, the pregnant sows were, were nice and warm. But we've done a few around the place, even a snake uh, a snake place rang me once, and um, there's a few spas around that have done it, so that the so the edge of the baths, so when you go into the nice the nice spa places where you you know get pampered and you've got the dark rooms and all those kind of thing the the edges of the bath have all got hot wire in them so even when you're you're sitting you're, you're sitting on the edge of the bath getting in your your butt doesn't get cold as you as you lower your legs into the into the spa so we've uh, we've done all sorts of all of interesting things even including there's uh, we've done some some like prayer rooms for a couple of a couple of different different groups where they uh, wanted particularly warm on the uh, on the tiled seats around the edges of the prayer rooms and things. So we've done we've done that. Uh, so all sorts of weird and wonderful applications uh, we've done over the years, but certainly the vast majority in in people's homes to keep their to keep their houses warm. Um, one of the one of the features that we that we didn't touch on was one of the real advantages that that floor heating offers and that people don't often consider is particularly in a wet area. Wet areas are often by definition, wet. So if you're putting floor heating in, 
as we're heating the floor, it also dries it, so they're no longer wet. Now, what that means in practical senses is, I'm sure everybody listening, uh, if you think to your bathroom, unless your bathroom is brand new, I can almost guarantee you that your grout lines don't look as good as when they were installed between your tiles. And the reason they don't look as good is because they're often wet. So you have a shower, you do your best to dry dry the floor and you not to drip on your floor, but you're certainly in the shower areas and in the in the bathroom, they the, the grout lines go you know, the wrong colour pretty quickly. One of the advantages in floor heating is because it warms the floor, it dries your whole floor. So your bathroom looks better for longer. You don't have to clean your bathroom as often because it's not uh, mouldy. There's no none of that residue left over from, from water in the room. So you're getting a nice warm bathroom, but you're also getting a cleaner, healthier bathroom. And the same thing applies in living areas. It's the only heating that really uh, suffers of allergies and asthma can really cope with. So if... um. If any of your listeners have got uh, little kids with allergies and asthma, then underfloor heating is the greatest way for them to heat their home because there's no air and dust being blown around the room, which is what activates allergies. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, yeah, a couple of, couple of extra little benefits that a lot of people don't realise but are actually really big uh, selling points. If, you know, if you've got allergies, it's what do you do other than just be cold or have hot air blown in your face? A lot of people don't realise there's an alternative. So... That's great, and nobody likes cleaning their bathroom. I mean, let's face it, we all hate. I think if there's any room in the house that we all put off cleaning the longest, it's the it's the bathroom. But if you get hot wire, you can probably clean it a few less times, a few less times than you would have otherwise. And I would imagine it would also help minimise the the incidence of mould. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 because yeah. yeah, it's warm all the time, so you just don't get that build up. So yeah, yep, well, that's great as well. So there's just one more thing we need to do. So if someone okay. was, wants to learn more about it, where mm -hmm. do they go? And I know you've mentioned Beaumont's. Is, is sure. Where would you recommend that they look to find where they can source the product? Sure. So we've got a lot of information on our website and on our, on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can certainly, uh, you're welcome to contact us directly. That's no problem at all. Uh, you can contact us and we can direct you to a, uh, to a retailer. Now uh, we've got various online retailers as well. So you can buy the product without even leaving your couch if you so choose. But yeah, certainly Beaumont tiles are a, are a great resource. And most of their stores around Australia have got a, got a hot wire display. You can go in there and the setting closest to the door will probably have a, uh, a hot wire in the, in the setting and you can go and stand there and feel what it's actually like to, uh, to have it in a bathroom. But if, again, if there's no Beaumont's uh, nearby, then you can certainly contact us and we can direct you to a uh, to another retailer, no problems at all. Beautiful. Well, listen, um, thank you for your time, Luke, and that was really informative. No I think we will be seeing more Sorry. floor heating going, going in as a result of this episode. So I really appreciate you taking the time and we will also include your contact details in, you know, with the episode on our website and in the show notes so that anyone that's interested can follow up no problems at all really appreciate your time thank you to your listeners for for listening through and yeah please feel free to contact us if you've got any questions we'd love to help you get hot wired awesome this is the she renovates podcast to discover how to harness the power of renovating check out the school of renovating.com